Welcome to Gin and a Mug podcast, where myself, Sally Rose, and my good friend, Amanda Jane, catch up each week for a debrief. There will be some tough subject and some swearing, you've been warned, but there will also be a lot of laughs, oh, and a lot of gin. We hope you enjoy. Oh, there we go. Now we've got it working. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Sally. You know, I always swore, Sally, that I would never do a podcast, and yet here I am. Amanda's lost it. Uh, I have. You know, weeping woman, give her a ticket. Kick her in the guts. Let's go. Can't I just sit in my car and cry? It's a bit of a niche. (laughs) Bit bit of a bespoke boutique area. You may just see for us. I swear I have PTSD and I'm not joking (laughs) from dealing with the NDIS. Be politically correct comfortable phrase I believe Sally it's called a life limiting condition Mm. hoping for sponsorship yeah just any local gin if you want us to get drunk on your gin we will Um, we're laughing but that's what we do when we feel like shit so um so cheers Sally cheers um (laughs) (laughs) podcast is Sally because we're saying don't say anything until we start recording I know and I've started recording so uh, we can talk now. Hi. Hi, sir. Uh, today the audio may sound a little different because we are recording uh, from the local hospital. Yay. Um, sort of. Not really. Uh, I should add, hi, it's Amanda. And we are, both Sally and I are fairly sleep deprived. My day started <laughs> at 1.30 and was closely followed by uh, a rousing episode of High five. So, you know, I'm feeling all feels. How about you, Sally? Uh, I've been here since, uh, so today is Thursday. Yes. Because that's our recording day, so we're doing it. Yes. And I've been here since Saturday. So, um, I haven't had much sleep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she smells okay. She's, I, know. I have showered uh, at least once. And so, to create a visual for our listeners, uh, Sally is rocking her dead inside but caffeinated t shirt. Thank you. Yeah, she actually looks fantastic as always. I personally am rocking my geriatric gamer t-shirt. That's cool. It is. It's not threadheads. Yeah, not out to threadheads. A lot of them, they're just made perfectly for Gen X people. Yeah. Um, so we are both a bit sleep deprived and this will be a pretty short episode today, hey? Yes, it will. Um, so we will start off with why we originally came in here and I'd like to paint the picture because it's one day this will be really funny. Um, not not yet. Oh, it's almost there. I don't know. It's like COVID really, isn't it? There was a time where you weren't allowed to make any jokes and now it's just free reign. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then if you can't find the humour in something, then it gets too depressing. So I like to try and really just people say plus, you know, tragedy plus time. I'm like, no, no, I'm looking at the world of comedy now. Now. <laughs> Mind that goal while you can. Uh, so Saturday uh, we went up to watch Willow's little stepbrother's soccer game and it's seven-year-olds playing soccer is the most adorable oh, thing Oh, it is ever. so cute. They just get all distracted and you watch them and not, the goalkeeper's usually popping around or picking their nose. I know. It's cute. It's huge. So she really wanted to go watch, so we did, and she was saying good morning. We got there and then she just was sitting in a chair at the side of the oval and she started falling asleep. Which happens. That's just something that goes on now. So in front of all these soccer parents, I uh, just grabbed her out of a chair and 
pulled the cushion off the chair and laid her on the cricket pitch that was there. <laughs> <laughs> and as a visual, like, I just want you to, to know that uh, Sally's, um, this, this social group that we're talking about are nice. Yeah, the proper, the proper parents, um, I look a little more alternate, but, you know, it's still fine. And um, uh, This is definitely Tassie Tuxedo land. Yeah, Tassie yeah. Tuxedo, the yeah. puffer jacket people. Um, but, yeah, just laid her on the ground. But it was so cute because her um, little stepbrother was still running out going, did you see me? Like, and just sort of poking at her. Did you see me get that? And she was just sort of like, yeah, yeah, I saw you. And going back to sleep. Oh, she's natural. Yeah, she's natural. She's, yeah, she knows yeah. how to do it. She knows how to parent. Um, and I was so worried about how, um, all, because I'm new to that group because yeah. of a different school. Um, but even, uh, like the boy's actual mum was there. Yes. And um, my partner says, and she was the one going, ah, oh, stuff them, you'll be fine. Like, this is just what she's saying. Is she okay? And, you know, she was so supportive. It was absolutely lovely. To hark back to another episode of me being envious <laughs> of your relationship. I'm envious of your relationship again. Keep going. Um, yeah, anyway, so I decided then, um, all right, so we got through the whole game and I was just protecting her from soccer balls flying at her as you sure. do. Got in the car and I even said uh, to my partner, I said, you take the dog because we've taken separate cars because he had to take. Which is a chihuahua and Mal loves everyone except me. Oh, no, she doesn't like you. No. Well, every dog loves me, but just honestly, Mal just goes me. Yeah. yeah, she really actually doesn't like you. Um, and uh, so he had another appointment, so we take a separate car. Sure. I said, take the dog, because I had this thing in my head, oh, do I take it to the hospital, don't I, do I, don't I, because it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like mm-hmm. our usual. And then uh, we're coming now, coming back down the southern outlet. Now, for people not in Tasmania, that's a bit of road where there's no pulling over it. You're down the side of a mountain. It's the Tasmanian version of the M1. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's basically if you imagine a busy road in any other part of the world that goes on and on, Tasmania's version is only about oh, five k's long, but for <laughs> us it's huge and it's right downhill and yeah, no there's no way to pull over and there's no way to stop. Uh, and then you had a freaking tonic clinic seizure on that bit of road and she's never had one of those. She has had seizures like um, partial complex and absent seizures and the more chronic where just a bit of twitching and stuff. Sure. But it's like when people say when you think you might be going into labour and people go, oh, you know when you're going into labour. You know that difference. It was fuck, 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 fuck. I'm driving, she's having a tonic clinic. There's no way to pull over. There's no way to pull over. And then, oh, so many thoughts in such a short period of time were okay so cars are empty and i'd only noticed when i got to soccer <laughs> oh no because i may have been extremely hungover um because we had a big night the night before thank god i went out that night because i needed that um so i knew the car was on it but the timing is just horrible oh. and and i didn't know if it had been no. empty the whole time up and no. down i only noticed it when i got there so it's on empty. I'm going, right, shit. And then I'm like, right, when I get down the bottom of the hill, I'll pull over and call an ambulance. And then I'm going. But the ambulance they called to school last week took half an hour to get there. I'm only five minutes from the hospital. Do I keep going? Oh, my God. And then 
Yet another very Tasmanian situation. Yeah, um, you're closer. You're closer. Really, really close. And this is a poor reflection on the poor side of our healthcare system is that ambulances can be ramped here at the hospital for hours. Mm. And so you can be in a medical emergency. And, the, and, the, and you have to debate whether you put the ambulance or not, not because whether you can afford it. It's free. Yeah, whether it's quicker just to drive in. And also the, that road situation there, it's a bad bit of the road. There's yeah. a lot of one-way streets. It's a busy section. So if you're already heading towards the hospital, which I was, you're better off than getting someone to come up and go back. So then, so by the time we got to the bottom of the hill, um, so I had time to seizure because I said about a minute when we got to the hospital, but it would have been three minutes because it was from that. Um, sure. Uh, the turn off back on to the lights and then um which is a really long time um and then she was so when we got to the lights she stops i could check her up she's breathing she seems okay she's she's okay she's she's still a bit tight so Um, there's a brain here folks so she's looking at her and she it's a term called postictal yeah yeah which means that after seizure and so the person's had the seizure and then they recover, so mm-hmm. you, that's like one of the dangerous times too, where you have to make sure that the airways clear. But she knows all this, but she's still unconscious. Sure. Um, oh, I'm going to this joke once. I've told the doctors all this. Is so then I decided to stop and get petrol. Um, so I made it to the hospital. I only got two dollars. I just like put it in. I as long as I get a drip in there, I'm not going to run out. I was bawling hysterically, putting petrol in. I ran in and I said, "Can I go first? All the people lined up, tap my card, back in. Hysterical. So okay. <laughs> Next time I won't do that. I will ring an ambulance, but I didn't know what to do. And this is and here you go. This is another one of those moral decisions. It's not even a moral decision. It's not that. There's nothing immoral about it, and I can see Sally sitting here wrapped with guilt. But I want you to put yourself in your in Sally's situation. So if you're listening to this, and you know that you can spend a minute filling the car and get your child to hospital, then in a grand total of five minutes, mm. or you can call an ambulance, wait. Yes, it'd be an emergency, but ten to fifteen minutes, during which time. She might lose an airway, mm. Mm. right, and then you're in a whole world of pain. What would you do? Uh, and, just and that's the only reason I'm telling everybody is because I want people to know these are the sort of decisions you have to make, and it's not an easy one. And you have to make them on the fly, and you have to make it by yourself, and you have to just hope that it's the right one. The next time, though, yeah. Um, so my friend who is a paramedic, <laughs> he called me a fucking idiot. But um, uh, he said that was fine, but you should have had us on the phone at the same time. So you could keep going but have us on the phone. So that's fine. That's but fine. At fine. the bit where you're putting petrol in and there's a big sign that says don't um, be on the phone. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> that's not, not true. There's a, um, there's a myth busters that that's not going to happen. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I want to know more about that. Yeah. I'll look that up. Yeah. But again, yes, this is hindsight, and this yeah. is a conversation something I have quite regularly, and I'm sure this is a fairly typical parenting decision. But it's a fairly typical parenting decision on steroids, which is what's the best course of action here? And what do I do? In this and I know, and the, yeah. the, the getting the petrol feels so dumb now. So, but you're um, in panic mode, and oh. all you're thinking is, how do I get my child to medical care as quickly mm. as I can? Mm. To keep her safe and alive, and that sometimes means making decisions which, in retrospect, you think 
Uh, but if I'd run out of petrol on the way, I don't know if I would have. No, you wouldn't have, and then you'd, be, then you'd be adding on to that yeah. with calling the ambulance. And I'd be time. kicking myself for not getting petrol. So I don't, I do feel guilty, but I don't. The car is um, par- currently parked. I actually passed it as it's coming today in the car park on empty. So <laughs> I might be doing her a solid in a bit and we'll tell you something about that. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we've talked to you before about me stopping in coffee on the way to emergency and stuff. Like it just new. Um, but this wasn't one of those times. This time I got there and I sped and I actually, like, went down the ramp, which I don't do very yes. often, and I just pulled up. And then you're like, oh, and somebody else said, why don't you go in and get help? It's like, no, I'm not leaving her. And I dragged her out of the car and she's still unconscious. Because in, in that 30 wheelchair. seconds, so when you say to go in and get help, all right, so just to keep everyone, get your mind, if someone's unconscious and you leave them alone mm-hmm. and in that 30 seconds to a minute it takes for someone to come and help you and the other stuff can be going on, mm-hmm. Willow throws up <clears throat> and aspirates. At least at the petrol station, I could see her. I was right outside. That's right. Um, and then I filled my COVID form in. God, it was really nice. You got to do the COVID form. <laughs> I just pretty much did an X on it. Oh, and it was nice. really nice. Uh, and I went in, and they just looked, and someone caught my eye. And the most adorable thing was the guy at the window talking to the nurse. Yeah. And he's obviously an adult with autism, and I'm not telling his secrets because he said I am an adult with autism to her so many times and he was talking about a little mark on his arm and how much it was worrying him and he wanted it checked and it, it was adorable. Like I didn't even feel angry at him because the nurse had clocked me. Like she'd clocked me and I could see she'd clocked me holding my child sort of half in a wheelchair, half falling out and me falling hysterically, which I don't normally do. And She doesn't. And they were like, right, and they yeah, and, and was, they gave him so much respect. In that moment, I was like, so much respect for this guy. Look, yeah, look, look, we hear you, and yeah, that is really important. I've been here, that's really worrying you. Just be a second. And then she just said, through the door. <laughs> and um, it took us straight through to recess, which is horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. Um, and then when I was combative, and when she came around, so it took about probably half an hour for her to come around. And then she just wasn't herself. And the dental doctor, she was just a shit of a child. Um, and, um, yeah, trying to get bloods and stuff. But then when the Pete's doctors came down, they knew her and they went, whoa, this isn't our willow. Yeah. This is not our child. So they could see she wasn't herself. But um, so that was Saturday. I'm trying to keep this quick. We could talk about this for hours. This was Saturday and then up toward just, you know, keeping an eye on her. That's all I thought. Oh, home next day. Then someone's like, oh, just do an EEG. All her EEGs have been clear. Oh, just do this. Oh, just do that. And then they went, oh, it's a bit of a risk now. She's having seizures um, with her nasal gastric and doing night feeds. So we'll, um, we'll rush the pit. So... We have since um, had surgery yesterday afternoon. <laughs> All right, so. Do you want to explain to what a peg is? Yeah, I think you need to have a little break here. <laughs> I really do. I'm actually looking at Sally and she's in trauma land, um, which is where we live. But she's sort of gone to the other end of the trauma land room and uh, on the edge of uh, this complete breakdown. So. 
And I say that because I was looking at me like, are you serious? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I am. So a pig tube is a tube that goes directly from the outside of the body directly into the GI tract. Uh, where it goes in can vary, but I believe we know it's going directly into the stomach. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So basically it bypasses the mouth and the esophagus and just goes straight to where things will go in. The bonuses of that are that it's a lot safer. So if someone has a seizure and they have a nasogastric tube in and the tube loosens, then the contents of whatever is in the tube can go in the lungs, can end up with aspiration pneumonia or a whole bunch of other bad stuff. The bonus. I just drown them. I kept thinking that like it's only a 4 a.m. run through of the Ozonite still six, mm-hmm. and if I was asleep, and if she doesn't go in consciousness for any reason, yeah. Uh, so that's so the pig tube provides safety, goes directly into the stomach. It only takes a year to heal, apparently. Really? <laughs> so that's the, the it positive. Seems a little bit You can run a whole bunch of stuff through it too in sort of slightly larger volume, so fluid and nutrients. There's a lot of really good things about it. It means that the lovely Wilson will not have an eye size. Yes. The downside is it's a pig tube into your stomach. That's all the body. And again, people live long times with this. Uh, people like the community who are, have got have all kinds of way of having nutrition. Uh, and most people don't even know if they've got no, one. Wouldn't know because it's under the clothing. Uh, for for Sal and for Will, this is different. This is change. And it's a change from a few months ago where I brought in a Happy Meal, <laughs> Maccas. Madam Happy, and uh, now that's not mm. that's not reasonable or safe anymore. Yeah. So, Sal, I've honestly in the pink area, and I'm not sure that we should continue. <laughs> right, we're not going to. We're going to wrap it up. So, since we've been in here, um, so now we're probably going to go back on seizure meds. Yep. So, and they talk to the neurologist. They bring the Mito team, mitochondrial team in Melbourne, and starting a mitochondrial cocktail. So that became a lot more real, mm. and now we've got a peg. So that's just another step down. There's a lot more real, and always fucking miserable, which is the worst bit. Okay, so I think that's it. That's all I can do today. I think that's all she can do. But so I wanted to wrap this up by saying, Happy Mother's Day, Sam. <laughs> Coming up too. this weekend, we'll be in here. I'll be buying my own Mother's Day present. Amanda just bought me a very cool Mother's Day present, which is, um, I don't know, I can wear them on the children's ward, but uh, it's an awesome pair of socks that just say, fuck, 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 and you couldn't get a more appropriate gift. Thank you. You know, they they spoke to me when I was in Taipei looking for the best kind of Mother's Day card that I could get for you. And the Mother's Day card has um, a beautiful thing of, uh, what were the ones trying to say? Natural native flowers in a lager. In a beer can, which is beautiful. And then on the inside, Sally, I want you to read it because <laughs> this is a genuine error. So read it out to people. So inside the card she wrote, happy birthday, crossed out, said, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Mother's Day. Love, Amanda. <laughs> And on that beautiful, cheerful note. Oh, and, and sorry, no, sorry before we go. Yeah, yeah. And she brought me a can of gin in. Yes. She um, 
And they're amazing gyms. Just go. You know, just remember that. that, that don't we, tell everyone. Don't tell anyone, but also comedic license. Yeah, and we're, yeah, we're making this up because we're acting. This is real. Um, it's called M-I-L Gin Spritz Gin and Tonic and it's got this really cool guy with a big beard and stuff on the can and they're freaking amazing. Um, I'm not drinking it until I leave here. Oh, indeed, yeah. Because that would be wrong. <laughs> it just would be so wrong. Um, so happy Mother's Day to everybody who is a mother, uh, everyone who is feeling pain and bereavement because they may have lost a child or a pregnancy. Happy Mother's Day just because you've got a dog or a cat. Just actually happy parents' day. I know we have Father's Day and Mother's Days and stuff, but just a shout out to everyone who's parenting, mm. everyone who's in the trenches. And uh, have a great day. Um, I've got to go back to my child. See you, everyone. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Gin in a Mug. Jump onto our Facebook group and let us know what you thought. There's also the Patreon. Feel free to chuck a few bucks in there if you want to support our gin habit or if you want us to pay an editor to make this sound less shit. But most importantly, if this episode has brought up any issues for you, we've put the link in the show notes to Beyond Blue, Lifeline and Carers Australia. Make sure you keep talking. Big love to you all.